Hello and welcome to Let's Hear Your Story. I am your host, Brenda McCullers. No matter how simple or complicated it is, your story is meant to be told and can help introduce others to Jesus. In this podcast, you will hear true stories of what God is doing within the lives of different people. Some of their stories are personal journeys to becoming a Christian. Others are stories of how God has shown up in their lives. Are you ready to listen? Let's get started. I am so excited to be here today with my friend, Amy Nelson. Amy's husband is a pastor. She's been married for over 30 years. She has four children and four grandchildren, which I am in awe and I'm amazed at because she looks like she's maybe in her 30s. So she must have had her children really young. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have you with us today, Amy. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for your kindness of inviting me. And it is an honor and a privilege just to get a chance to sit with you, my friend. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I would love to hear your story. And I'm sure there's other people out there that would love to hear your story too. So I'm just going to hand it over to you and let you start sharing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do and the impact you're bringing to the kingdom as uh, we get to share our stories, which I tell people wind up being God's stories. Um, as, as you said, Brenda, I am a preacher's wife. I've been married over 30 years and I tell people I'm married to Mr. Incredible. That is who he is to me. And we get to spend um, our days on ministry. He's a senior pastor at Calvary Chapel. Um, We have four children, two are adult and married, and then I have two that are younger, and I have four grandchildren, and they're the best. I tell people I should have had them first. (laughs) I love them, and I just, if people were to ask me to sum up my story, I would say it is a matter of going from broken to blessed, because that's truly, I can give the testimony that that is what God has done in my life. He took all the broken pieces, put it back together, and has truly blessed me and allowed me to serve in the kingdom. I am a native to where I serve right now. I'm originally born in West Palm Beach, Florida. I am a preacher's kid. I'm a PK. I grew up front row piano side. That is, and that's what I did. Spent all my days sitting next to my mom in the amen corner and watching my dad pastor a pretty big church that is still going on to this day, not too far from here. And life for the most part was was really, really good for us. I can tell people my parents lived out their faith. Why I didn't choose to follow at a young age was not because they didn't give an example, but be, they did. They set a great example. I'm the youngest of three. And being a preacher's kid, you know they talk about when you're in the ministry that your life is in the fishbowl. So of course our lives were, and I have an older brother and an older sister And growing up in church, you know, um, around the other church kids, you normally hear that, you know, you get in little tiffs with children in in ministry, because that's what we do. We're kids. And people would always come in and or the children would tease us if the arguments got too heated. And they would just kind of look at us and go, well, at least we know who our parents are. And we would look at each other like, say nothing. We do too. Lo and behold, as time went on, living in such a small city in a small town, Brenda, unbeknownst to us, all three of us were adopted and my parents never told us. What? Yes. Yeah. They, they just felt in their minds being old school, 
coming from where they came from. They felt that was the best thing that they could do and they wanted to protect us. So my, my sister who's older, I have a brother who's the middle and then I'm the youngest. We were all adopted and we did not know. And when you grow up, unfortunately with that, just being teased to that degree that can kind of cause the issues. And then as time went on, I later discovered that my biological mother actually lived here still in town. Wow. Yes, yes. And, you know, just hearing the whispers throughout life growing up. And by the time I got to my high school years, uh, my father, like I said, was a pastor, but he was an incredible man. He cooked, he shopped, he did everything for us. And my father passed my senior year of high school. And that was, that was quite traumatic because he was my hero. And I would say that's when I suffered a, a really, really break in my life because hearing one trauma being adopted, then, you know, discovering my father was sick for a couple of years and he died my senior year, that just kind of pushed it over the edge. And I went out and just lived a life as far away from Christ as I could. But God being the redemptive God that he is, he extended his hand and he brought me right on back in, Brenda. And he got a hold of my life when I thought that I was as far as I could go from him as I could. He brought me back in and I'm forever grateful for that. I got saved in a holiness put across the church. God got a hold of my heart and I met my husband there. And I tell people all the time because they will ask me, you know, how is it that you were a preacher's kid, but you did not surrender your heart. And I try to get people to understand is that when you go to church or you're in church often and you don't surrender your heart, you can develop a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And that is so much of, yeah, of what I had done that I was in the building, but I had not surrendered my heart. He used a lot of that heartbreak to, and a lot of that trauma to draw me back, back to him. Mm. And I met my husband there, got, um, once I got saved, met him, we got married. I had my two older children, but Brenda, there was still something that was, there was still a little bit of a disconnect and that the Lord just knew that there was something I needed from him. I, I still had what I call it. I had led him in a lot of places on my heart, but there were rooms he still hadn't been able to get into. And when I, finally discovered what it was like to have a personal, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Brenda, he, he allowed me to see and know that in the midst of all of that junk and dirt that he saw me. Mm. I, um, I never forget, I was working um, at the police department here and I served, I did a job outside, Brenda, and something had happened, occurred in my life. I remember I was telling the Lord, I was like, don't forget, I was married, I had kids. And I'm outside doing my job. And in my heart, I'm talking to God. And I said, you know what, God? That's it. I'm done with people. I don't feel like loving anybody anymore. And I don't want to do this anymore. This thing is tough. I'm closing my heart up, zipping it. I, I'm done, done. And because I live here, so many of my classmates live here as well. And Brenda, this particular day, my classmate, normally she would drive by my job and she would just wave at me. This particular day, as I'm having this dialogue with God, you know, telling him what I'm going to do, you know, we all know how that winds up. Yeah. She pulls up to where I am at my job. She rolls down her window and she says to me, she says, Amy, 
just rolled down the window. She leaned across to me. She said, Amy, God told me to tell you he still heals broken hearts. Oh. And he's going to heal your heart. I just stood in awe and I looked at her like, and she said, no, Amy, God said he's going to heal your broken heart. She rolled up her window and drove off. And we, pro- we have not spoken from that day to this one. And I've seen her. Whoa. He used her. Yes, he used her just enough to tell me and let me know, Brenda, that he saw me. Up until that point, I just had not known him like that, that the God of all the universe saw me was concerned because I had not verbally said any of that to anybody. I'd only said it in my heart. So no one could have known that but him. Mm. And throughout time, I have truly seen and known God to be just that type of um, a person, be real to me in, in moving along with him. And in my process of, of healing, like I had shared, I'm going to circle back earlier that my biological mother does live here. She still, yes, come to find out she went to the church that my parents went to. And she had gotten pregnant and she did not want the pregnancy. And my parents and my mother said, you don't want the baby, we'll, we'll take her. And, and, and I, I want you to hold on to that part of the story, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. So remember that now. My parents had taken me. So as I go on and I'm, I'm loving being married to my husband, God's blessed me with two children. And I hear about the local crisis pregnancy center here. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go and volunteer since I was adopted. Surely the Lord wants me to serve in this capacity because I know what it's like, you know, to have God adopt you. And um, I probably came from an unexpected pregnancy, so I'll do it. And I served with first care from about 2003 up until this current point. I'm still serving and ministering with the local crisis pregnancy center. I love that. Yes, yes, still ministering to them. And I worked with the the young moms and teenage moms there in serving. And I had, if you, at the beginning, I told you the ages of my children. Right. My my oldest is 30. My youngest is 11. Yeah, that's my bonus baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We all need a bonus baby, don't we? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Brenda. I tell you, I, I truly, I can laugh now. But at the time, because I have a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old, they were not expected. They were unexpected pregnancies. And it was so hard because there I was serving, Brenda, in the ministry, when I'm leading women's ministry, speaking and teaching and doing my thing. And God just interrupted <laughs> and said, I want you to go do this. And like, I'm like, oh my God, that's so hard. I got plans. Don't you understand? I got a schedule. You want me to do this? And Brenda, I tell you, I would not have made it without the women in my church, you know, supporting me and encouraging me that Amy, it's going to be okay. And what the Lord said to me was, Amy, if that was hard for you, being a believer, being a pastor's wife, you have a great support system. And it was difficult for you walking out those pregnancies. Imagine what it feels like for the girl that doesn't have that. Wow. And, and, and he asked me to go start a ministry to provide for women what I knew I needed 
during that time. So that's why I also run a nonprofit called You Mom, where we walk alongside young women and girls who are experiencing an un unplanned pregnancy. And we provide them with classes and resources. And when they walk away from the abortion clinic, Brenda, we don't just walk away from them. We will walk with them for eight weeks and give them classes and mentor them, some of them three to five years. Wow. Do, yes, doing life with them hand in hand. And I just, you know, thank God that he put that on my heart to, to serve him in that capacity. And truly he did take those broken pieces and he mended them back together and he took all my pain and used it for his purpose. Because it, it, is, it was hard to live through a lot of those seasons and a lot of the unknowing you know, of, of, of loss and you know, other childhood traumas, but God has taken it and used it because when girls walk into the ministry, I've been through enough in my life. I can look at her and tell her, not just with my head, but I can tell her with my heart, I understand, and that God has a plan. God is so good. And it's so funny how he can see everything that's going on and put us in those situations where we're like, oh no, what are you thinking about? God put me in this situation. <laughs> not me, anybody, but me. Yeah, you I know? don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I'm oh Brent I'm telling you I did not but that's where I've learned with God that when we say he can see everything he's taught me that he can see up the street around the corner and down the block I love that and yes. that's so true now I want to go back to your yes. adoption when did you find out that you were adopted did you find out like from other kids or did your parents come to you and tell you no my parents never did tell us it was other people, other family members in the church that just would come up and we would hear the kids saying things. And then my siblings being older than I was, they went and investigated and they found out the whole story. And wow. after my father passed, yeah, after my father passed, my mother did come and tell more of the story because, you know, he just did it in his mind. He just really wanted to protect us as his children. Wow. And, and don't forget, like I said to you, my biological mother went to their church, Brenda. Right. So do, have you met your biological mother? It's interesting you should ask that question. In 2018, because she does live here, I have a biological niece that I am in contact with. She and I were on a platform to speak at an event, Brenda. And she came up to me and she said, I have something to say to you and I'm like what what she goes I know part of your story and I'm like I know all of my story she's <laughs> like no I don't think you do and I'm like what do you mean she said I went and spoke to your biological mom we actually spent some time together I'm like okay she's like no 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 I'll let her tell you and I'm looking at her like listen you've opened this door I'm gonna need you to tell me what's going on and she said Aunt Amy I need you to probably schedule some time and sit down and talk to her. And I said, why? She said, Aunt Amy, your story is not what you think it is. She said, when I sat down and talked to her, she explained to me that you were conceived out of sexual assault. Wow. And she went to abort you three different times and God said no. Oh my goodness. 
What an incredible story. You're a miracle. All the way around, you're a miracle. And God said no, Brenda. And thank you, God. She listened. She did. And, and here I am thinking I'm serving in this ministry to girls who are facing these unexpected pregnancies who have contemplated abortion but did not choose it because I experienced my own unexpected pregnancy. And God said, no, it was bigger than that. So lo and behold, I had not talked to her ever, ever, ever. I invited her to lunch. I did. And I wanted to hear her story. And God had me take her to lunch, Brenda. I listened to her story and God allowed me to share the words with her that I say to so many girls in my classes. And those words were, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm so glad you chose life. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I, and I thanked her for her courage. I love that. Now, are you still yes. in contact with her today? Um, no, not unless she, you know, reaches out or there's something she might need. No, I'm not. But she knows the door is open. She has my number. But it just for the fact that God took that full circle, redeemed it and allowed me to see that the enemy would have loved to take me out, take my life and stayed his hand. And she explained to me, she said, Amy, I went to the abortion clinic. I got on the table, but I clearly heard the Lord tell me, don't do this. And she was in the church that my father pastored and my adoptive mom could not have children. And she heard that there was this lady that did not want this baby. And she, my mom took me and from day one, from the minute she had me, she handed me off to my adoptive mother and they raised me. Uh, and how, you know, how incredible it is for an adopted child to be able to say, my parents chose me. Yes. My parents yes. chose me. Yes. That. that part, that part, Brenda, that God in his infinite wisdom would do that. And, and I'm not going to tell you that when I heard that part of the story about the sexual assault, that that wasn't, that wasn't hard for me. That was hard to hear because I'm human. Mm -hmm. So for about 24 to 48 hours, the enemy had his way with me when I discovered that news. I mean, when I came in that night, my husband's like, what's wrong? I said, listen, I'm going to tell you something, but I need a minute to process it. And Brenda, the enemy just came at me with one thought after another, you know, with the, you know, attacking my value and my word. But by the end of the, the second day, that next morning I got up to do my devotions and Brenda, the Lord led me to Isaiah chapter 49 that says, I knew you in the matrix of your mother's womb. Mm. I was done. I was done. That was it. Settled. <laughs> Settled. Me and God were good because what he let me know was even in that moment, he knew me and had a plan for my life. And he wanted me to know that Satan may have targeted me, but God had already chosen me. That is just so beautiful. I love the way you turn to God's word. When you were under that attack, God's word is our sword. <laughs> Amen. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, it, and it's so important that we have 
a relationship with him because he heals, he restores, he appoints our lives, but we won't know him for who he is if we don't lean into him, get into the word to see how it comes and, 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 and builds us up and encourages us on a daily basis. I, I totally agree with that. And I think that there's so many people that walk around today with peace. <laughs> they think, oh, I'm in church on Sunday. That's good. I just do what I have to do during the week. And then I go back on Sunday and everything will be good. But you've got to take Come that on. time every single day, putting God's word in your head. Amen. Amen. And allowing it to go from your head to your heart, to your feet. Yes. You know, because uh, if we have a faith that's never been tested, then Brenda, it's just a theory. Until we walk it out, until we've allowed it to manifest and we apply it to our lives, then that's just a great theory I've got. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wisdom right there. You are a woman filled with wisdom, Amy. (laughs) Listen, I, I was filled with a whole lot of the world before. So thank God that he's now taking it and using it for his glory, my friend. <laughs> I love it. I love how looking back on your life, you could see God's plan all through it. Amen. It took some time to be able to see that and see you know, what he was doing and what he was working behind the scenes. I tell people that as long as you got breath, you got purpose. So true. So true. Well, Amy, I appreciate yes. your, you sharing your amazing story with us today. Oh, and I know it is going to touch so many people's hearts. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Brenda, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing what you do. And I pray that uh, they'll be encouraged. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Let's Hear Your Story. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please share it with your friends and subscribe, write, and review. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at brenmccullers at yahoo.com.